welcome to episode 150 of the Better With Running podcast. My name is Chris Armstrong and look to celebrate this milestone episode. I think last week felt like a bit of a celebration, but as always, I'm joined by a man who I actually caught up face-to-face with over the course of the weekend, Zach and Newman. How's things, mate? Good. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, it was awesome to catch up with you on the Gold Coast and a number of the Run to PB athletes and community, but yeah. 150, mate. Raise the uh, raise the earphones. We've done it. We've done it. Um, we've no controversy. We haven't been sued. It's been great. No, no controversy. We haven't uh, no dodgy dismissals like in the Ashes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was up there with a couple of um, actually Frankie Conway, who friend of the show, is mm. previous guest, uh, massive cricket fan, and Marty Mashford, who is I don't think we we haven't had him on the show, but he's a a running training partner of mine, also also a POM. And uh, yeah, it was quite interesting slash fun giving them a bit of stick about the cricket as we were up at the Gold Coast, uh, amongst other things. But yes, we have made 150 and uh, yeah, exciting to to be back on for um, a bit of a Gold Coast recap, mate, because uh, there was a lot going on on the weekend. Oh, a lot. I mean, that's that's an understatement. Yeah. We had um, saying we had the best part of sixty people run. Yeah. Um, there was shakeout runs. There was I mean, the, just the results in the marathon PBs galore, and you name it, it, it happened. Yeah, it's it's actually catching your breath now. Like, what are we now? We're on Wednesday, and because I was up there from Thursday, so you're looking at a good part of came back on the Monday. It's it's uh, it was a big, big few days and I wasn't even racing. <laughs> I was exhausted and I was, I, all I did was uh, run around, jump in a few shakeouts and yeah, do a few things around the event, but you were out on the course and there was a lot of our, a lot of our runners doing the marathon for their first time. And we're going to hear, you know, we're going to actually hear from a couple of uh, athletes later on, which is going to be cool. Uh, looking forward to that. It'll be, it'll be good. Well, one of them, sorry, we've got uh, we've got the other one that's going to be jumping in next week. So we have got one and we'll tease it out to next week, <laughs> uh, the next one. <laughs> Chris, so how have you recovered, mate? Because we did a shakeout on Friday. Yes. 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 With the, the Lululemon team. We were, and we can chat a little bit more about that when we talk about why we, because that was probably the hardest run I did all weekend, <laughs> hanging on the back of you. It's, yeah, so Gold Coast 10K, take us there, mate. Yeah. Um, or do you want to take us to the last couple of days or just lead in? I know yeah, you for sure. pretty much the tune-up session. I think we talked about last week. Yeah, didn't. I think if you listened to last week, not much happened between yeah. <laughs> um, the session and, and Sunday. So um, went for a like, 6K run in the morning on Thursday before we flew out. Um, that was in um, long tights and I had three layers on underneath. So like um, long sleeve shirt, T-shirt and singlet to go with my gloves and beanie. Um, and then lo and behold, got on the plane, flew two hours north and then got to spend the afternoon in a pair of, um, shorts and, and a singlet and did 6k sort of shake out along the, along the beach there at Broad Beach. So, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. And then Friday with the Lululemon crew. So got down there and actually had to rug up, mate. I had a t-shirt on. 
<laughs> you had the long sleeve, but no, we um, I actually felt cold in there yeah. just waiting for the for it to kick off. I think it was only eight eight degrees. Oh, you were um, out the front shivering. <laughs> yes, no, literally we were in the shade. It was actually quite cold. My hands turned blue. So, um, but yeah, and I went and did the did the shakeout run. Um, that was a lot of fun, actually. Um, we probably chat a bit more about the mm. about that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, look, had a rest day Saturday and then into the race on Sunday. And um, I think it's, it's fair to say that my race turned to shit very early. <laughs> um, look, it didn't go to plan, uh, which is disappointing. Um, but anyway, that, that happens. About 500 metres in, I remember looking down at my watch thinking, oh, we're on today. It had, um, just, just going back in your warm-up, um, did you feel any different? I know warm-ups uh, aren't always an indicator of... Not really, only because I'm usually pretty nervous before a race anyway. So yeah. um, there are a few butterflies floating around in the tummy. So yeah. um, that doesn't feel a lot different to, to how this felt. Um, but no, did you get I a good position on the start line? Yeah, I did. I just I was in start zone A at, yeah. rather than um, a preferred start, which I could have got had I managed to get off my bum and register myself in, you know, a bit oh, earlier. So that was but, another um, section. There was elite preferred and then start A. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, okay. honestly, from the start, like start zone A to where the start line, I think it took me two seconds to yeah. um, to get across the start line. pretty hard in that race. They do. Yes, yeah. they do. <laughs> <laughs> I can, can definitely vouch for that. But I remember looking down about 500 metres in, checking my watch, and it um, come up with a split. It was sitting there in the mid-330s. Um, I was like, oh, geez, this feels good. Like, this actually feels really good um, is that before the turnaround oh this is yeah yeah, yeah so about well 500 in so I, I sort of made a decision i'm just going to relax a little bit i don't want to um because it was a bit warmer than what i guess i had been used to running you know and saying that it was only 13 degrees and i thought look no no let's just be really sensible these first three or four k um, I want to get to six feeling really good and then we, we'll bring it home real strong. So I just I just eased back a fraction. I think I went through the first cane about 3.37 and still feeling really good. Um, and then, yeah, got to the turnaround, sort of pushed back up that little hill and just, I don't know, I just started to feel like, um, I don't know, just a little bit nauseous. Mm. Nothing bad. And I thought, oh, maybe, look, maybe it's just, it's, it's the hot weather. Don't worry, just keep going. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of gradually got worse and got to about 2K and went through the second K in 340, which wasn't really that much slower. And um, mine, you know, I was running up that little hill over the bridge. I mean, it's not even a hill, yeah. really. Yeah. And um, about 200 metres later, it just, it just felt like I was turning white, like just real pale and just had complete, I wouldn't say a complete shutdown, but um, mm. I just, I'd, had sort of started to it felt like um like i was having tr trouble breathing and just felt a bit nauseous so um you wear a yeah. heart rate monitor don't you did, Norm did a heart rate so or? normally i do but mm. in saying that for whatever reason i had my heart rate monitor in the warm-up and it just wouldn't register so oh. nothing was happening so i just i remember going back to the bag drop um now the bag drop this year when we went and picked up our bib they give you this clear plastic bag and you have yeah, to write your that. name and your bib number and that all on it. And I said, oh, I've still got seven or eight minutes. I'll go and put this heart rate monitor away. 
and it was pretty quiet there. And going, this guy goes, oh yeah, no worries. What's your bag look like? <laughs> and I've gone, oh, um, this, this is going to sound like I'm taking the piss, but it's like a clear plastic bag, and it's got yeah. my name on it. And like gone, the other nine thousand there. Yeah, he's gone. That's not very helpful, mate. Um, they all look like that, and I've gone. Well, sadly, that's what we were told to bring when we were at the expo. And I thought he was actually getting a bit grumpy with me, and I just mm. didn't have any other way. Like, it's not like I could lie and say, "Oh, it's a black Adidas bag." Yeah, it clearly wasn't. And I said, "Well, my race number is this." Um, but, you know, they sort of stacked in order, and he was looking around frantically. Anyway, I spotted it because I could see my front PB top and my shoes that I warmed up in, and I pointed it out and grabbed it. And he was fine with that and just put the heart rate monitor in. But um, yeah, and I got look, a bit over two and a bit came. I thought I'll just try slowing down a bit and see if it goes away. And then in what felt like about five minutes, it was around about 30 seconds, but it just got worse and worse to the point where I had to walk, um, mm. which sucked. Um, to be honest, it was quite humiliating at the time because you're watching um, people go you by, know, yeah. hundreds of people absolutely fly by you. And, mm. Um, I think I remember someone on the side just saying, oh, yeah, okay, and I just nodded and <laughs> just kept walking along. And, yeah, yeah it was pretty much just kicking rocks at um, imaginary park cars that weren't there. But, um, yeah. no, nah, it was it was pretty deflating. Um, mm. And I thought, well, you know, how do we still get something out of today where it's enjoyable? Because um, it was pretty tempting. I mean, you know, you just pass 2K, you look over to the right and there's a the finish area. I'm like, yeah, well, I, yeah, could just yeah. jump, I can just jump the fence here, go and grab my bag and um, put some put some clothes back on. But mm. I thought, nah, stuff that. Um, I knew Nora had been running, you know, she was in great form and I'd actually, I saw her as I'd turned around uh, the turnaround point and she was in front of the 50-minute pace and I thought, oh, she could be on for a really good day. So I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll jog this out when Nora come, gets to here, I'll, um, I'll jump in. And, yeah, she sort of caught me and I'd, I'd sort of walked a little bit more and might have been about two and a half K, I reckon, by the time I found her. And she sort of panicked. She's like, hang on, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I'm okay. It's fine. Um, but by that stage, when I'd found her, she'd gone instead of being about five or ten seconds in front of the 50-minute pacer, she was about five or ten seconds behind. And I thought, oh, no, she's gone out real hard and <laughs> blown up. <laughs> <laughs> what's she doing back here yeah. um but as it turned out the 50 minute pace and nora um she was in start zone a as well and she started um a fair bit in front of them so they had a bit of catching up to do but um yeah we ran together and she ran a great race um so whilst look i'll be honest i didn't have much to do with it at all because nora just runs her own race when whenever we paced before but um i think the most help i was i grabbed a drink for her and um she drank one and I tipped the other one down, down the back of her head, which I don't think she overly enjoys, but it, <laughs> it did help. So, Were you <laughs> running in front of her or side by side, chatting to her? What was that? Um, yeah, on the, on the way out, so sort of, I guess, from 2.5K to about 7K, ran side by side because there was a tailwind. And then on the way back, it was a bit more of a headwind, so I just jumped in front. Um, and sort of just tried to tow her back up to the pacer and then take her past. And yeah, she did a great job, but you know, I think she was pretty much level with the um, 50 minute pacer until 9K. 
and then sort of went a bit coach mode and said, "All right, yeah. you need you need to um you need to drop the hammer here and um, <laughs> you know try and and bury this pacer because the more that you beat him by, the the more you break fifty minutes by." And mm-hmm. um, I don't know if that had any effect, but you just felt the work rate go up straight away, and we got mm-hmm. down into that final K where or that final sort of four or five hundred meters where the crowd is, and. Um, yeah, she just took off. So end up running that last K, I think, in 4.40. And, um, yeah, ran 49.40, which is her first oh. time under 50 minutes in three years. So That's awesome. It was um, funny. She's not not the most emotional person, Nora, but we got to the finish line and <laughs> she's on the couch. <laughs> protesting. Got a bit emotional then. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, it looks like I'll be sleeping in the spare room tonight. <laughs> but, um, no, she was a bit of... A bit of over, I wouldn't, there were no tears, but yeah, sort of hands went up to the face. I think she was in a little bit of shock, but it was funny. We, um, we went out for tea on Friday night and, um, we just went to this, oh, an Asian place and it was delicious. It was oh, Thai, sorry, I'm being corrected. It was a Thai place and it was amazing. Um, but the man who, um, owned the restaurant volunteers with the SES and he said that he was going to be there. And anyway, I was just, um, helping, but he didn't know where he was, but anyway, he was at the finish line there oh. to, to pick up the carnage in case there was anyone that collapsed. <laughs> oh, yeah, anyway, wow. Nora, Nora recognized him and went over to, to, um, go and give him a hug. Um, so yeah, not that, you know, he obviously didn't, um, contribute to Nora's day, but. I think she was just happy to see a familiar face. So, um, yeah, she sort of was very, very happy. And, um, yeah, so we celebrated that. It was pretty cool. It was nice to see her do really well, I guess, um, you know, much like when I've been fortunate enough to run with Anna and see her do well. Uh, it just means a bit more when you know how hard that person's working and you, you see him on the good days and the bad days. And, um, yeah, it sort of means a lot to see her do well, um, you know, and really apply herself. So, yeah, that was cool. So, uh, whilst I look, I guess for my own personal run, it sucked um, and sort of, yeah, it was very disappointing. But yeah, I guess we were able to push that aside and, and take a lot of enjoyment, not only in, in Nora, Nora's result, but, um, you know, Chelsea and, and also Andrew, my other athletes that raced uh, on, on the Sunday, did very well as well. And that was yeah. really cool. So, um, yeah, quickly um, forgot about my... <laughs> miserable run and was able to celebrate with those guys and then as the other results filtered through uh, throughout the run to pb community and just seeing how well everyone else did it, it was amazing um, you know i was very lucky over the few days um, i bumped into liam beecroft outside where we were staying um, on saturday and had a chat uh, so it was great to see him and then lauren das as well saturday evening uh, caught up with her and had a chat for about 20 minutes so yeah, it was really cool. Um, plus all the people that we saw, um, Lululemon, uh, I know Cinder, who uh, we've known for, um, Cinder and Chris Herrett, we've known for a number of years. Um, it was good to see them and, um, yeah, meet, meet some new faces, but also catch up with yourself, mate, and get the, the full Lulu ex- experience. We did, mate. Uh, just a couple. I know you're, you're probably trying to rush through the, <laughs> <laughs> the part around the what actually happened and it's mm. and it's – it's a tough one because hate to see you go through that because I know how hard you work and, and what you were hoping to do up there. And it just, do you reckon you were carrying some kind of illness or it just doesn't seem to add up that that sort of happened because you have, mm. you know, you've been going well. 
So yeah, it's, no. it's one of those things. But things can just yeah. I know there was a lot of people that actually were ill up there. I think one of your athletes might have copped a bit of an illness. Yeah, no, uh, Chris, Chris. Yeah, Chris had been carrying one, and it sort of looked to have been shaking it off, but um, it reared its head again on the Wednesday, and um, mm. yeah, he he was pretty ill, so um, he did well just to be running. To be honest, he ran um, with his wife Chelsea uh, and helped pace her along. So mm. yeah, but um, no, nah, look, I think I was sort of pretty confident to know what it was. So mm. um, you know, I've been. I've, probably been open about it a few times, but I struggle a bit with anxiety and yeah. one of those things, um, side effects of that is a lack of sleep. So mm. um, I felt very nervous. Now, one of the ways yeah. that I combat that is I, I use melatonin um, yeah. to yeah, yeah. send me off to sleep. So although the <laughs> the dose that I have, it's, yeah, it's pretty heavy. Anyway, Saturday, mm. oh, Saturday night went to bed. Went to bed pretty early and... Um, I try not to take it before races because mm. I know when I, and I try not to take it on the um, nights where I run because I feel, normally feel pretty average um, the following day. But anyway, I wasn't thinking, took some melatonin probably around 10 o'clock in the hope that I'd get to sleep. And I did get to sleep, which was great. But um, then dosed myself up on a lot of caffeine as I normally would before a race and, when you've got, I guess, melatonin in your system and it's kind of pulling your nervous system one way and then you've yeah. got caffeine pulling uh -huh. your nervous system the other way um, and then you throw some intense physical activity into yeah. it. Um, unfortunately, mm. um, the body can only tolerate so much. So, um, yeah, no. very, very disappointed and, um, and not, look, it's completely my fault because I know full well that, um, I've had many races where I've barely slept, gone out and raced really well. So I think I, I just panicked and um, tried to find a quick, easy fix when, um, you know, I've, I should have been smarter than that. So, yeah, paid the, paid the price for it. And, um, yeah, like I'd also know, like it's very, it's the same thing that happened when I ran the 1500 on the track um, yeah. earlier in the year. So, um, no, yeah. Appreciate you sharing that. It's not easy, and I think a lot of listeners will appreciate that you're open about that. And I'm sure that you know you're not the only one, and that it's hmm. probably help that people you know hear that behind the scenes. And yeah, mate, look, it's it's just one of those things. Now you've just got to go look forward and hmm. think there is other opportunities. Well, it might be the it's not the first and the last race you'll ever do. So you no, opportunities and you know you did get it you did get an opportunity at least to to play a part in Nora's Nora's run. And I know seeing all the people around you up there and just you know seeing your athletes, seeing people at the shake out, just wanting to to get around you and see you up there, regardless of how you ran. Mm. <laughs> I think you being up there just that, that alone, I know for the people that got to hang out with you was uh was excited, me included, mate. I had a good time just uh, chewing the fat with you in the Lululemon uh, clubhouse afterwards with, uh, you know, enjoying the hospitality. Uh, mm. well, thanks to the guys at Lululemon and maybe we were joking that it was coming out of Brady's, um, <laughs> Brady's salary. But I'll uh, tell you what, yeah. there was a flash set up sort of to get up there and 
there's a few photos floating around online, but mm. um, it was like that area was purpose built for them. Uh, you know, it was yeah. kind of merch that was around and um, very lavish breakfast. All the, the setup was the, all the recovery station was all the mm, Normatec boots. And, going and um, saw you might have uh, snagged a few pair, free pair of socks, a hat. There was uh, cool stuff going on there, mate. And, and we got a chance to run with a, with a few listeners for your under BB athletes and then just just the general running community that was up there a lot of inside running listeners were there to mm-hmm. to see that the king brady so yeah good fun on that shakeout run just you know obviously so much excitement around the weekend that friday you've had people getting ready for the for the half and and mara and the 10 and chatting to to athletes just in the you know, just excited you know a lot of people were making their debuts or talking about their goals and i think yeah, those are the these weekends. Uh, you know, when you're out down in in Melbourne doing the cold training, it, it makes it worthwhile when you know you've got an event like Gold Coast to get up for and and enjoy. Yeah, no, that's it. I mean, the atmosphere around the Gold Coast for the the whole sort of four days that we were there was just amazing. It's it's mm. really it's awesome to see how much the Gold Coast supports that event. Um, and obviously there's a lot of tourism that comes in and is very beneficial for them. But um, you know, every time, you know, we went out for tea or, um, you know, went shopping or whatever it happened to be, like, it was just everyone was really friendly and, and helpful. And I don't know, maybe it's because we we're in shorts and a T-shirt. They could tell that um, <laughs> it was like summer for us. So we were clearly visiting, but no, it was, it was nice. Um, you know, we love going up there each year and, yeah, it'll be penciled into the calendar for next year as well. Mm. Uh, I certainly had a good time just just cruising around. Obviously, wasn't racing, doing a shakeout run, just uh, watching on the course. I did have to go to the expo, pick up a mate's bib, which was a bit of a stitch up in the end because uh, <laughs> <laughs> as much as I like going to running expos and walking and queuing up out front of the expo and then actually queuing to get the bib, there was uh there was a lot of issues with that that uh you forget about it now but at the time it's like people were and i i sort of there was a lot of i guess because it was flights cancelled there was lack of staff i don't know what happened but you had people getting ready for their race and they were lining up for a while so that was uh probably a low light although in that time mm-hmm. i did get to see a few uh a few run to lined up with paul reason and his partner Eleanor and Matt Gemma got a chance to see Ollie in action in the expo. He was um, <laughs> he was up and about. <laughs> it's uh yeah, just that event just seems to go. I think this arms race of marathons that you know, Sydney's putting a lot of pressure on events. Melbourne's now sold out as of today. Mm. This morning, Melbourne Marathon. There's a massive running boom that we're seeing across the board you know run to bb we're seeing more signups than we've ever seen and it's just yeah so many more people getting involved in the sport and and running and and this weekend was a testament of that because you could see the the amount of brand like we talked about lulu then but it was a a bunch of no asics were doing things and the whole gold coast marathon set up it's pretty awesome you know that event Mm. village and the 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 way It's, it's as close as you get to a major without leaving you know the country at the moment i think mate all right it's awesome that even um 
so in the i guess the the park area so you come through the finish line you get your medal in your t-shirt and then walk out into the i guess recovery yeah, area yeah. and there's this great big led screen live mm. coverage of you know the, or the half marathon on the saturday and the marathon on the sunday and scattered around the front there like there's food trucks I think there was mm. about 50 bean bags that have been scattered around yeah. that athletes could go and pull out and just go and lay down on and, and watch mm. the big screen. And yeah, like it's, it's just, it's next level. Um, it, it was really cool. And then to find out today that Melbourne Marathon sold out and here we are three months, not well, more, just over three months out yeah. from yeah, the event yeah. and the marathon sold out. Like, is it, I'm not sure the official numbers, but I, did try and find out. I believe it's around nine and a half thousand people. Yeah. Um, well, Sydney's got t- in, ten plus registered. They got next week. They're going to name the elites. Got a couple of big guns, obviously Australian big guns running that, and then some very heavy hitters that'll be announced um, next week. So, like this country is, you know, it's really becoming a a place where and it always has had these mm. events but they've gone to another level now so good time to be a runner in australia absolutely can you imagine having a ballot system to get into melbourne or gold coast or sydney yeah yeah it's <laughs> it's yeah i think they'll just have to look at trying to get more people on the roads because it's it's it is possible i just mm. think they're um they're now starting to realize the the amount of uh demand for marathons mm. and the event you know we we're going to start to get back to these numbers of yeah we're all back to but i don't know what the it feels like in the 80s i'm probably wrong here but it looked like there was more people in marathons but i it, we may we may be at the highest ever you know but mm. we're going to start to see you know 15 20,000 people in a marathon it's going to be pretty cool that would be cool i'd future. love to see that yeah well, look, City to Surf. So Marty Mashford, the guys chatted him before. Um, he's the race director of City to Surf, and they put on. Uh, there's eighty thousand in that event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Different fourteen k, but yeah, it's so it is. Yeah, we've we've got some cool events. Absolutely, got some cool stuff. Hey, mate, just on Gold Coast, we 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 put out a big social post. We did a bit of a hype video pre-race. There was a lot of names. Um, there was. A lot of names that were going around and in the end what was that 59 60 odd towed the line mm-hmm. 25 in the marathon 27 and a half seven in the 10 there was a heap of pbs it, we just couldn't do it justice to, to go through line by line because it, each and every one of them has their own individual stories around their races and so it's on our socials the participants and their times and you know with that got the bell rang the bell or not but yeah it was it was so cool to to see those results come through see some athletes out on course see some singlets and yeah get a chance to to catch up with uh with a number of them yeah no it's pretty cool and to think you know a lot of the athletes who ran 59 of them and a lot of them are from victoria so they've all traveled um to go north for the winter so no it was really cool yeah it was Mate, we've got our guest coming in in a minute, so we might uh, let him into the, to the chat. Let's do that. Joining us this week on the Better With Running podcast is Zach Round. 
He signed up in March and in 2022. PB was 127 over the half. And this weekend at the Gold Coast, he went and broke the magical sub 80 running 79.51 for a huge PB. He's coached by Matt Davey down in the Mornington Peninsula. Welcome to the show, Zach. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Always good having another Zach on here. <laughs> Power in numbers. That's it. That's it. How have you pulled up, mate? Uh, yeah, a little a little tender. I mean, it's a few days past now, but I was surprising to be a little bit sore. But um, as I was saying briefly before, yeah, it's, uh, mm. you can kind of put up with the soreness once you've um, you hit your PB and hit your goal. So now I can deal with it, I think. I did get a chance to catch you probably, uh, you would have been 10 minutes, 15 minutes after the race. You were hanging out with Gemma and Ollie and... And some of the niche crew outside the elite uh, athlete center, you're just swanning around there, mate, with uh, some of the heavy hitters getting photos. And yeah, it was really cool to meet you and and see you had a big big smile on the face after that PV. Yeah, I was wrapped, and I was actually saying to Mattress then, it's cool. Just, I mean, I've never seen another sport where kind of the the stars, I guess, are so accessible. I mean, I guess I was lurking around where the elites were hanging out also <laughs> but but just you know seeing um or seeing yourself i saw Bonner and i saw jess there not that jess was running but but um yeah it's cool it's just um everyone seems very very accessible in the in the running community which is very cool yeah we we're just saying earlier how how cool the gold coast weekend is and yeah it is our it is our major and we'll, we'll talk about your major that you that you went over to earlier in the year. But um, yeah, Chris has got a couple of questions to, to kick things off. Yeah, for hey, sure. Zach, with your, your running background, mate, sort of how did that look? Like, how did you first get started and how long have you been running for? Um, I guess seriously running for, for just like since COVID, I guess. Um, I grew up playing footy, so but didn't really run anything outside of training or the game itself. Um, and then after, after high school, I'd kind of go through little patches where I'd wake up every morning and run five or six K hard as I could. And then you'd hurt yourself or you get sick of doing it. So I gave that up. And then, and then, yeah, around the start of COVID, um, had two young girls and just kind of, it was just a bit of a, a bit of a, a mental break for me, really just going out and, and having a run. And then I found that, um, it made it a lot easier to get out of bed in the mornings when I had a goal set. So I, I set the goal of, of the Melbourne marathon the first time around. And that was, I probably had about six months work into that. Um, just picked up advanced marathoning. Not that I thought that I was an advanced marathoner at all, but just looking for a program or looking for some kind of guidance. And, um, and yeah, so that was, that was the one where it was delayed back to December. So it must've been, yeah, I guess 20, oh, yeah. 2021, 2022, yeah, 2021, I think. Yeah. And so, Chris, you go. I was going to say, I think that debut marathon, mate, was it um, just a tick over three hours you went around in? It was, yeah. So I, I can't remember where I heard it, but I was listening to either, a, must have been a podcast, and someone on it was saying, oh, they'd heard a story about a, uh, an ex-US president that, had won a, that, that ran a sub-three-hour marathon, and that was really <laughs> impressive. And I thought, oh, that's... <laughs> That sounds like a good round number. It's a good round goal to go for. So having no idea whether I could run that or anywhere near that, I just based everything off my training of, okay, I've got to run, you know, four 14s for, 
for just under three hours, hopefully, and um, came surprisingly close in the end. Hey, Zach, uh, you mentioned you've got a couple of kids. You're a pretty busy guy, busy, obviously, family man. Matt's given us the intel that some of your runs, you know, two-and-a-half-hour runs in the complete dark over Arthur's seat, you're finishing... <laughs> You're actually finishing before the NTC, the, the Ninch Track Club group down there are about to start. And then the night before, you've been, been slinging, according to Mattress, slinging pizzas. Uh, that's the thing, <laughs> slinging pizzas and gelato. Your work, family life, what do you do work-wise? Yeah, so my wife Hannah and I, we own a um, an events company. So it started off with just, um, one food truck so we were living in London at the time and we bought an old Citroen H-van they're called and put a w- wood-fired pizza oven inside and mm. filled it with all her belongings and then shipped it over in about ooh, 20, 2011 2012 awesome. um, and thought we'll just we'll just work you know music festivals or we'll just you know <laughs> do that kind of thing and yeah. um, and yeah it grew and grew and grew and now we've got a couple of vans we've got a little mobile bar and teepees and all that kind of thing. So yeah, the, the pizza wagons keep us pretty busy. And yeah, during summer, especially you can have some, some pretty long and late, late weekends. So and the Sunday run is always there. And, and I um, tell Hannah that I'll always be back so she can go for her Sunday morning swim. So I just kind of work backwards. If she needs me back at seven, then I need to be back at seven. If I've got to get, you know, two and a half hours in before that means I'm starting pretty early. That's impressive, mate. And, um, bit of a free plug gather around is it gather that's the one yeah. com.au i was uh i was cruising around your website and and uh vicky geez might have to um i'd have to have a chat to you about that gelato gelati cart mobile bar could be a could be something in that uh setting up a little event so yeah I'm like, the, uh, surely like the run to pb you've got some little petty cash aside for a christmas party or something <laughs> yeah that's all matt matt's got all the petty cash on yeah no that is cool we'll, we'll put it in the show notes because you never know you might have someone out there that's uh keen for some of your expertise in the event space yeah for sure for sure and you know pizzas wood-fired pizzas go down pretty well after any long run so yeah you can uh hit us up at gather round awesome mate Hey, uh, early in the year, you uh, you got a chance to go over and do the Boston Marathon. How was that? Yeah, that was a really cool experience. So originally, I hoped to go over with with my wife and and two girls, but um, it was just becoming too expensive, and the flights were pretty crazy at the time. So I ended up going over by myself, and it was probably only I don't know, maybe ten days, including travel, the whole thing. Um, but it was the whole, yeah, all of it was just, it was such a cool experience. So it was nice to be able to go over because, you know, I guess running such a, being such a selfish sport in some ways, it was nice to kind of go over there and not feel guilty about being selfish because I could just get up when I wanted, I could run when I wanted, I could eat when I wanted. And and um, and the whole experience, experience went really well. I mean, everything except it was, it was up to, right up to the night before the marathon. Mm. And I thought this is, this is going great. I'm not jet lagged. I'm not sick. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fresh. And then I thought, God, but you know, it's 10 and I'm not asleep. It's 11 and I'm not asleep. And it got to like 1am and I still wasn't asleep. And I thought, (laughs) oh, I've I've spoken too soon. So, but um, no, the whole thing was great. And to 
The, they start a the, bit later though, don't they, Boston? They do, yeah, which was also a bit, I mean, it was a bit strange though because I, as you say, I get so used to running so early in the morning <laughs> and then suddenly the race is not till 10 and then I'm not sure about my breakfast routine or my toilet routine or, or any <laughs> yeah, of my yeah, morning yeah. routines. So, but you still, we still had to catch the bus up to the start line at maybe just after six. So you were still leaving the hotel at, you know, 5.30 or something in the morning anyway. Um yeah, wow. But yeah, just the atmosphere of, of the event is incredible. So it went really well and I came home from there and I think Hannah, my wife, thought, right, you kind of ticked that one off the list, you know? <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 I just, all I want to do is go back now. So yeah, it was um, it was such yeah. a cool experience. Your marathon progression, I think Chris I uh, might have touched on it, but yeah, 2021, 3.01 after this you signed up to run to BB. Now, 2022, you went 256 with the goal was 255. And then, yeah, yeah we're going to Boston. You're going to chase that down and went around 251 there. You were through in 126 through half and then a yeah, negative split, which uh, is <laughs> pretty rare in a major in a marathon to uh, to pull that off. Yeah, I wish I could take credit for that, but I think the roads were just too clogged. So <laughs> it's kind of the first, almost the first 10 to 15 Ks, it was either, I mean, Mattress said he goes, don't, you know, burn too many, too many Vickies trying to mm. dodge through people and surge through people. I just, just yeah. kind of wait till it breaks up and then, um, you know, find your groove after that. But being, you know, because it's a, a point to point race, so you basically go 40 Ks inland from the coast and you're on some small country roads or any kind of two lane roads and you've got, you know, 50,000 people running down them. So it's pretty congested for a pretty long time. So that slowed me down a fair bit, but yeah, yeah. Then it meant I kind of, I had some legs later in the race, which was good because I didn't feel like that in my first two marathons. I was, I was falling to pieces at the end. So <laughs> it was nice to feel good at the end. And then um, I was very aware and kind of scared of the, of the Newton Hills that were coming up. So mm. It was nice to get over the top of those. I think all, all the um the runs up up here in God's country over over Eaton's Cutting <laughs> yeah. and Red Hill and that kind of thing yeah, kind yeah. of um really paid off. So yeah, and it, it went yeah the the race itself went really well. I was wrapped. I mean every every marathon goal I've set I've actually missed by about a minute. So it was you know it was sad not to make the goal, <laughs> but I think that's what made Gold Coast all the more special because I actually. Snuck yeah, under the um the time target, yeah. <laughs> the thing awesome. with the experience you had in the race, mate, there's a few learnings that you'll take away from that for your next marathon. In that, even though you're a bit bottled in, because of that energy that you're able to conserve through that first half, that's what allowed you to run that strong second half. You think that's something you'll keep in mind for the next one? I'd like to think so, <laughs> but um. <laughs> But we will see. Time will tell. But I mean, even in the first marathon, like I was listening to to this podcast and a lot of running podcasts, and you know, really hearing just you know, what do you say? Kind of, you should be just relaxing on the couch for the first twenty one k's or whatever. Like it shouldn't feel like much, and you should be able to kick down quite easily. But it's you, you do kind of get a bit caught up in it, and I get really fixated on my splits, yeah. um, which which in Boston, I didn't at all. The splits kind of went out the window because I was so slow. Well, I was slowed, slowed down a fair bit in the first half, but then I was just amazed with how much, yeah, kind of um, energy and, and strength I still had in the second half. And it's just, it's just a nicer way to race, being able to oh. 
to, to pick people off and actually enjoy yourself in the second half. I was talking to a, a number of athletes who came through the field in either a half or the marathon over the weekend and same sort of thing. It's like, you know, sitting back and just, yeah, relaxing early and then being able to back themselves in the in that last half of a race, last, you know, third and, and run through the field and you know you're chasing people and just you just get that. It's just an uplifting feeling when you go and pass people when they're going yeah. backwards and you just run on and, and you end up running, a, you know, a great race. Well, I think splits kind of don't don't matter as much when you're when you're passing people either you just kind of mm. doesn't matter you're like I, I must be going all right because i'm going <laughs> all right I'm, I'm better than that guy so yeah. but um but yeah it's and I'm, as you say chris you definitely just you just i'm just taking away more and more from from each race i have and and from having a lot of wise heads around me too which is really which is great the uh, the ntc is full of amazing mm. runners so um and they're all helping me out a lot that's cool Mate, with the, um, I guess, coming down off Boston and giving the body time to recover, how did the build-up for the half marathon at Gold Coast go? Um, yeah, the, the build-up to Boston was was a bit rough in the end because it's through summer, which is obviously quite hot, and that's our busiest season with an events company. And I actually mm. I just ran myself into the ground in the end getting pneumonia. Um, and then so I kind of came out of that and and – learnt a few lessons from the Boston build-up of, of if you're sick, you know, you'd rather take a day or so off to rest than try and push through that and have to take a, a week or so off. Um, so that was, I kind of learned some lessons in that build-up. But then, yeah, coming into the um, the half marathon, it was really relaxed, I think, because I just, yeah. everything, the weather started to cool down a bit. I wasn't as stressed about it. It just kind of felt like, going back in distance was um, this felt like a lot less to worry about. I think I wasn't as worried about, you know, gels or overheating or cramping or just being out there for so long or all these things. So I was pretty, pretty relaxed in the whole run up to it. And it was actually nice to get on the track and do some, some, well, for me, faster sessions, I guess. So, mm. but um, yeah, it went, it went quite well, the, the build up. Pretty common thread at athletes knock a lot off their their marathon or they take some time off and then to drop back down distances utilize that strength they're built up off you know back-to-back marathon build-ups and then drop into a half and they come out and run really fast because looking at your Strava like you had some big weeks going into going into the Boston and then you know you're hitting up to 115 110k weeks with nearly 1500 meters in elevation over the week which yeah well, that's all mattresses yeah. doing. <laughs> but then off the back of that there was a nice little recovery of you know it looks like three four weeks down almost and then just a gradual rebuild yeah you know, only sort of i don't want to say only but sort of 64 75k weeks then you start to get into the into the into the low 90s with that yeah, yeah i had but... one one week of almost 10 k's there i think i got COVID about four weeks out yeah. so that knocked me around a bit so it's yeah it was it's yeah, it's a really good lesson i guess for people to see that um yeah dropping dropping back distances off the back of some builds and then yeah you can really utilize that in half yeah and that's i think one of the things i've found i love the most about running and especially the 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 longer distances is you can't you can't cheat it and it just takes time i've got 
three friends that have that have signed up for Melbourne Marathon and and they're they're exactly like I was the first time around. They just want more, 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 and faster, <laughs> faster, faster, and yeah. and you know probably setting unattainable goals somewhat. But but yeah, it can't. It's just I like that it can't be cheated, and it, mm. it's just putting in consistent um, you know mileage. Really, it's not it's nothing. You know, there's no kind of magic, amazing session or anything like that. It's just and even with the half marathon, I didn't necessarily feel fast. I just I didn't slow down, I guess. I just felt stronger there where I thought I was, my legs were going to start fading. There was just seemed that to be that strength there, which I guess is maybe from those, from those marathon builds. Yeah. Although there was a, um, I, I've just found the secret there to your build up. There was a lunch golf session here. On the <laughs> <laughs> Although it yeah. looks like you got there for 14K. I don't know. That's, um, there's a lot of zigzagging in my golf. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not it's not as straight as it should be. So, yeah, I don't I don't know how much the golf helps because it's uh, a lot of swearing, a lot of zigzagging, yeah. and then a couple of beers at the end. So, I saw the heart rate was going up on a few of those. <laughs> yeah, that's probably over the small putts too, unfortunately. So, yeah, no, I enjoy a bit of golf, but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's hard to have more than one hobby when you're running kind of eight or nine hours a week. I feel like, you know, I could play more golf, but I'd probably be a pretty bad dad and bad husband. Yeah. Think, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> just some of your, I know Mattress loves his hills, but have you got a favorite session in either the marathon or the half marathon builds you've done recently? Um, I like, I like the progression sessions, kind of working it, working it down. Um, I like any any of the longer kind of sessions. There was one we did where he said, um, I think it was it ended up being like a 35k session or something. It was like go out, you know, kind of seven or so k's, and then seven or so k's at you know it was low low four minutes, and then another seven at low fours or around fours, and then you know seven kind of faster than that. And he said, you know, keep get it over the hills a little bit. And I said, oh, what? I didn't really know what that meant. So it was like, because I live in Mount Martha, everything's kind of over hills. So I went, <laughs> went out and did it up over Arthur's seat and probably probably pushed it over the hills a little bit too much. But that was really enjoyable, just trying to trying to wind the speed down while I was going over these hills and just thinking that's really going to, you know, pay off in the long run. That was, that was probably the hardest session, but one of the most enjoyable, I think. And that was out there at, yeah. Sparrows fart in the morning while well before the sun had come up. So <laughs> yeah, it's always satisfying those hilly workouts. You just feel like you're almost invincible off the back of them. Yeah, you just really and they're just, you know, as you say, like some of those runs, like that one might have been like 600 meters or something like that. And then when I when I look ahead and think, well, Boston's only going to be 300 meters of, of elevation, you kind of just it, it just gave me so much confidence. You've been working with Maddie for well, coming up a couple of years now, mate. What are some of the things that you've learned from him? And I guess what, what's it like to to work with the great man, I guess, and also run with him as well down there at <laughs> the Ninja Track Club? Yeah. Yeah. I think coming into it, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I think what, what I wanted from it was just to know I was doing the right things. I think I was pestering Mattress and, and Zacher on, on the podcast actually with my listener questions almost weekly. And I thought, well, this is probably a bit rough. I'm doing getting this for free where I should probably just pay one of the boys to coach me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I found initially it was just kind of 
pulling, holding me back a little bit. Um, Cause you just have that mindset that, that more is more and, and, and better is more. So, so it was, it was, I think initially mattress kind of holding me back and saying, no, you know, don't, don't look at what other people are doing. Don't look at, you know, the 150 K weeks or seven days a week, that kind of thing. Like you'll get there one day maybe, but it's, it's just kind of, a, it has to be a slow build. And I think that's why I got some injuries in the first build and that kind of thing as well. So I think, yeah, the first, thing I took from it was um you know, the mattress taught me was just kind of holding back a little bit and it has to be a, a really slow build um and yeah I've just I've, I really I enjoy running with him <laughs> it, it makes it it makes it look very easy um, yeah oh geez smooth mover isn't he yeah and then the same the same with Gemma actually I'm yeah. amazingly impressed with Gemma she's just such a strong runner so it's so have cool you, have you done a warm-up with Gemma before before a session no, I don't think I have because we kind of yeah. just jump on the bottom of of sheer golds and we're just suddenly okay. flying up, flying up the hills. So I mean, it probably is a warm up for her. But um, say, for... don't do a warm up with Gemma if you want to get <laughs> dropped. See, it's the quickest warm up in Australia, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's something to it. There's another girl, Kate, down here. I've run with oh, a yeah. little bit, and she's incredibly fast as well. We kind of <laughs> we run a lot of the same the same loops around here and. Yeah, my sessions are her easy runs, I think. So, <laughs> yeah, but I think I've, I've found with with any sport you play, I think you you benefit a lot from from doing it with people that are a whole lot better than you. So, mm. now you got a cool crew down there, mate. Yeah, yeah. We're very lucky down in God's country. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, there's just some beautiful spots to run as well. So yeah, it's a it's a cool spot. Absolutely. I uh, got off the back of that half. What are we looking towards now? So it'll be Melbourne Marathon next. So, mm, um, yeah, yeah. I saw it actually just sold out today, I think. So mm. I thought that was all just a bit of a marketing ploy. Yeah. Saying that, uh, you know, spot, spots are limited, but yeah, seems it's, if they're really going for the marketing ploy, if they're, <laughs> they're still pushing that. But yeah. Um, yeah, luckily signed up a little while ago. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully... I don't know, with, with getting kind of close to 250 on, on the hills of Boston, I should hopefully aim to get under that. But I mm. think I've been very, really lucky. The last two Melbournes that they've been, that I've run, have been just beautiful weather. So I'm kind of <laughs> mentally preparing myself for some bad weather because it can't be nice all the time in <laughs> Melbourne in October. So, <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Yeah, but that'll be the goal. I reckon uh, Chris O has got a couple of maybe a few quick questions for you <laughs> got a few got a few um zach what's the watch of choice mate what are we rolling on the wrist a garment or a chorus or so it's a else? garment yes it's um gift from my wife hannah the garment uh phoenix something six possibly a little yep. little uh solar bevel on it so yeah very happy with it Oh, very well, nice although one. actually one of the first things I learned from the better with running podcast is not to go off your watch's heart rate data because <laughs> I was, once upon I used to when, when I was taking my program from the advanced marathon running book they said oh you know just have some runs I think it was under 150 beats a minute and I was just 
just really slowly jogging down a hill and it was on 180 and I thought this is impossible how am I I was, I was, I was walking half of my runs and I was out till yeah. like 9 30 at night just walking along trying to keep my heart rate down and and luckily the boys I think they, they said oh I can get stuck on your cadence or it might not pick up your heart yeah. rate properly or you know in essence buy a heart rate strap so yeah <laughs> Yeah. No, it's good, mate. Doing your easy runs are really easy. That's what yeah. we like. <laughs> uh, iPhone or Android, mate? Uh, yes, iPhone. <clears throat> good choice. Uh, Favourite gel? What's your go-to? Um, Morton lately. Uh, so I had the Science in Sport ones, I think they were called for a while. Um, and they, they get they get pretty overwhelming the the flavor of them i think they're, they're nice for maybe one or two but yeah. they got a bit full on after that i've never actually um messed with the caffeine ones because caffeine generally tends to go straight through me so i'm a bit scared of trying caffeine more than i think yeah maybe i'll try that on a run when i'm still close to home where i know there's a toilet <laughs> on route yeah. yeah maybe uh, over, over the top of arthur's seat um there's some good scrubland through there, mate, if you need to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that you're never quite sure. Like, is this just acreage of someone's house or yeah. is, this, is, this, is this bushland? So, oh, well, Matt, yeah. Matt owns half of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it stretches from Arthur's yeah. seat right down to Belnaring and yeah. Summers now, I think. Yeah. 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 Obviously, with the nature of work, mate, sometimes you, you've got to run alone and there's sometimes you get to go with a group. But do you have a preference at all? You, whether you prefer that alone time or to jump in with a group? Um, I don't know if I have a preference anymore. I always used to be by myself because that was kind of the the main reason I, well, the main reason I probably got started running was for that alone time, for that kind of um, mental check-in, I guess. Um, but, yeah, after running with people, I was also just, <laughs> the first time mattress had come run up with this up Eaton's, I was just terrified that they were just going to run away from me and I'd get lost. So... <laughs> So it was, um, but it's actually great. I love running with the guys and girls. Um, it's just, it, it goes a lot quicker and it's nice to talk to people who um, don't mind talking about running too. So yeah. I think, you know, my friends or family or my partner tries their, tries their best, but yeah, it all goes one in one ear and out the other, I think. so. No, very good. Are we half tights or split shorts? Half tights. I've, I've, I don't understand split shorts. I don't understand how <laughs> I don't understand how they're comfortable. I don't yeah. understand how you don't chafe. I don't get it. I've had two pairs and I've worn them both once and then the salvo's got them. So don't get it. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> half tights it is. Yeah. Got a brand for the half tight? Uh Lululemon actually. Yeah. yeah. They uh, I've gone through a few different um types. A lot. There's a good um two times you ones i've got but the lululemon ones i think i'd probably spend a bit too much money on them but they're super comfy <laughs> they are a good one i've got a pair of those they are cracking yeah 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 plenty of pockets too in the lululemon ones yeah exactly and that's probably the the one thing i like a bit more about and they've got this um kind of a almost like grippy tape right down the bottom of the leg so they mm. don't kind of slide up or down at all and then yeah plenty of pockets in them so yeah they're a winner those ones no, very good. Zachary, this isn't a sponsored podcast, is it? No, this one isn't. No. <laughs> just, we've, we've probably no, it's sponsored spent a lot by of gather, gather au, isn't it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I'll send some pizzas your way. <laughs> um, probably 
we've discussed shorts, mate, but favourite running sock, this is one I'm especially interested in. Um, have you got a go-to or a favourite colour or, um, yeah, how do you do your socks? Yeah, I've only got one type of running sock and it's the, um, the I think it's Vector, the two times you Vector, Vector Light or something like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it comes in an array of different colours, but I generally like the the black. I kind of, I let my shoe colour do the talking, I think, and everything else is generally quite black, <laughs> black or black or grey, I think. So, but I... Um, I must, I just must have a terrible running gait, I think, because the inside of my right heel always gets a hole in it. So I must be like kicking it with my left heel or something. So <laughs> I've just got a whole bunch of right socks that I can't use anymore. Jesus, that's, that is that is unusual. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> what sort of length sock, mate? We um, ankle, a bit more up the calf? What no, a bit, bit high. I just, yeah, I just mm. I wear, wear a low ankle one and then, you know, you get a, a rock or stone down it and I'm just, I just mad at myself for not wearing a high sock. So, yeah, not, you know, not, not knee highs, but, but, you know, the ones yeah. you can pull up a little higher. Yeah. No, that's all right. Just, just a little bit up the shin. That's all. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Um, track, road, or trails. What do you prefer to run on? Um, probably a nice, nice, freshly grated road down here on the peninsula somewhere, like, like a dirt road. Yeah, yeah, so there's there's a few nice ones around like um, Devil Bend Reservoir or yeah, up, mm-hmm. up over Red Hill, Main Ridge, up that way. Do you have much of a trouble with potholes down there, mate, on those roads? Um, yeah, you do. You do. So it's <laughs> actually it's actually worse in the summer when they're um they get all corrugated. Yeah, yeah. If it yeah. hasn't, the grader hasn't been through there lately, they can be pretty nasty. Especially, you know, it's um pitch black as well. It doesn't help. So. It's it's um, really knocks some 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 speed off your splits when you're doing things at you know four thirty in the morning and you can't see too well. So yeah, yeah. Do you go on Stumpy Gully Road? I don't. That's, that's yeah. Not, yep. Yeah. Okay. That's a yeah big down that way. road, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So do some yeah some laps around um, the kind of the back of Devil's Bend, which come back up Stumpy Gully Road there, and Hunts yeah. Hunts Road, which is just off yeah. Stumpy Gully. That's one of my favourites. I think. I think. Matt's taken me uh, on an adventure around there before. It's uh, yeah, cracking spot for a run. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Favorite shoes, mate? Both for easy days and race day. Um, I don't think these shoes fit in easy day or race day, but the Endorphin Speed Two, I just, Ooh. I've, I just find <laughs> that just the perfect little shoe. I think I was, I wear that probably far too often. I've been known to wear that on an easy day or, a, or mm. a day on the tracks or I've worn that up over Eaton's before. So it's just, um, yeah, it's just suits, suits my, my foot well, I think, and really comfy on that one. But, um, but then I, um, got, um, plantar fasciitis. So I, um, I had to, I was told by the, the podiatrist to wear some stability shoes. So that's put a, put a dampener on all my shoe buying purchases for a little while. So I've just been in the, um, <laughs> the Saucony guides for the for the last little while what did you wear for race day at gold coast um the alpha five so the alpha nice. the number one version one so yeah i had um hazel my six-year-old has um painted oh, them i up did nicely. see that yeah <laughs> yeah had some art on there Jeez. yeah started with just a h and then it was the full hazel and then she just said can i color them in i said yeah sure <laughs> so i don't think the resale value will be too good on those ones but um 
They yeah, might, Nike and, might want to re-release that as a, yeah. <laughs> for the masses. Yeah, possibly. Then we'll put it in the matey pile. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't get, I didn't understand them. I looked back at my my first run ever in the Alpha Flyers, and I think I said I hate them. I, I think they were just, I found them really clunky um, and just quite cumbersome under my foot. But but again, I think it's like playing golf. I don't think I need better golf clubs. I just think I need to play better, which is the same with running. I think if yeah, I don't yeah. need better running shoes, I probably just need to to learn to run a bit better. But I've yeah, I've kind of found the sweet spot in them a little bit now, I think. Oh, very good. Favourite race outfit? Uh, so, yeah, the Lululemon half tights. And I've actually, actually probably worn the same singlet for every marathon. It's a, a two times you just all black and, it, and it's it's like it doesn't have any seams it's just super comfy and just doesn't chafe anywhere and yeah so it's a it's a black on black for the uh for the race days yeah uh, very sleek i like that yeah there's a theme that's that's what i like when there's a theme we, we <laughs> certainly take that now this would be an interesting one mate if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life what would it be? Are we going to choose some, a, a nice pizza or is there, <laughs> that's just what we give to the masses. What, what yeah. is it for yourself that you're going to choose? I actually ate it tonight and I had this discussion with my wife, Hannah, because she makes <laughs> it. She's, she's the chef of the household. Um, and it's, a, it's like a, a bean chili she makes and it's just Ooh. beautiful. We have it just some, just the, the bean chili, some nice soft wraps, um, avocado sour cream bit of grated cheese bit of nando's hot sauce for hannah but just as mm. is for me and i could just yeah i could happily eat those the rest of my life wow well okay yeah and i reckon we might have enough left in the pan that i could scrape it together and take a photo for you yeah that'd be good <laughs> <laughs> i would sincerely appreciate that <laughs> any any issues with it in the body the next day when you head out for a run um not well it's only four, it's only a 40 minute run today and it survived so no i think it's a loud household the next day maybe but yeah. um yeah <laughs> but no no problems on the run itself no that's all right as long as the tummy isn't a bit sort of um bubbly on a long run or a session or anything that you've got to sort of work hard for i guess a longer yeah, duration no. In saying that, maybe I wouldn't have it the day before a marathon. I might be a bit worried, but uh, <laughs> but outside of that, it's not too bad. What did you have before Boston? Um, the night before, I, I didn't have much because I stuffed myself for breakfast and lunch. I think I had <laughs> I had oats for breakfast, and I had I went in and stopped in Mexican for lunch. I think I had a burrito or something for lunch, and then <laughs> just just kind of snacking all day. And then they had a like a pasta party at the at the hotel but yeah I went I went down I, I said oh I'm I'm full I'm only going to here because I think I should be and she said yeah. oh, I'll, gi I'll give you a little kids pasta and you can just <laughs> have a have a takeaway box so I had I yeah. think it was just pasta with maybe some butter and olive oil and then um went and sat on my bed and watched the matrix and realized I couldn't, <laughs> oh, nice. couldn't fall asleep so yeah yeah like it hey, favorite Aussie runner mate um, I don't know too many to be perfectly honest. So probably okay. Gemma, Ge Gemma Maney, I'd say. Mm, She's uh, hang on, I've just I've just realised my battery's slowly running flat. So yeah, I um, I was pretty inspired by just the 
coming back from from having kids and and the strength and and the running mums really so and being able to run with Gemma has been been pretty special. I really really enjoyed that. And um, last one for you, mate. So I know you listen to a few podcasts, but um, I suppose what do you go to? Is obviously you're a big fan of ours. Um, that goes <laughs> without saying. <laughs> so what else do you listen to? Um. Yeah, probably I would listen to inside running, I guess, as well. Obviously, you know, it works. I work my way down as soon as I've got better with running out of the way, and then I go to the <laughs> to the to the lesser podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, Some of the more like fledgling of, ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and a bit of audio books, and I listen to a lot of uh, music while I'm running, and mixed martial arts um, podcasts. I watch a bit of a bit of mixed martial arts, so mm. I listen to a bit of that as well. Well, handy to have a long run with that uh, mixed martial arts uh, background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never know. We've had a couple of hairy moments at 4.30 in the morning. So. <laughs> nice one. I think you've survived. Have you got one more, Chris? Oh, that's it. No, that's it. That's it. That's it for this week. Beautiful. Mate, We've uh, it's been absolute honour to have you on the show. We've really enjoyed unpacking a bit of your running journey and yeah, we're looking forward to just following the progress, obviously leading up to Melbourne. Obviously, yeah, I'm hoping to get a chance to, to get down the NTC group and, and tag along for a long run. So uh, yeah, thanks again for jumping on Zach. It's been, uh, it's been great to chat. No worries at all. How's the people's calf doing? <laughs> it's getting there, mate. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm sort of up to about five days of running. So I'll probably be able to, get into some sessions and start to look towards the back end of the year and yeah, put something in the calendar to, to, to aim for. So be good to share the roads with you again, mate. Yeah. Well, it was, it was great to meet you. It was such a, a good weekend up there. It was, it went, went too quick, but yeah, it was lovely to meet you and, and thanks for having me on guys. Ah, thanks ah. mate. All the best. Oh, mate, that was good fun catching up with Zach. And yeah, obviously I'd heard a lot about him through Matt, followed his journey and we've, we obviously posted and talked about him in in around the grounds. But uh, to hear from the great man was uh, very cool. Maybe we can um, tee something up for wellness run at the end of the year. So to get Zach down there with the with the van and the pizza oven and sling some gelato. I know Kiwi Steve mm. would be very keen for some gelato. Um, <laughs> post runs so yeah no could be a good could be onto something there mate talking about uh actually there's no segue for this one because this is <laughs> beer this is not well your beer and pizza go well together we're going to a bit of world record chat canadian running magazine has covered the world championship it was a beer mile world classic that happened over the weekend. So obviously so, the Gold Coast Marathon was going down, but there was some uh, big, a big event in the beer miling world. I know one of our uh, mutual friends, uh, Mel Vanderwater, mm. may have been over there. Uh, part or oh, one of our run to BB coaches, Josh Harris, has represented Australia at the Beer Mile World Classic in the past. Throwing so, this event. It is, and attracting all sorts of athletes, including one, you know, we were just having a chat about maybe getting a, a food truck down to the wellness run. There's an athlete who absolutely adores the food from food trucks who, um, mm. who took, play, took part 
Um, so well-renowned food truck enthusiast. Connoisseur, yeah. Mm. And so, we were talking about Mexican food before and the beans and a few burritos that, that uh, Zach had pre, pre-Boston. Boston. Mm. Do you think Shelby had a pre-Beer Mile? So we're talking about Beer Mile World Classic and we've had a world record go for the, uh, the first woman to break a six-minute barrier. Mm. And it was a suspended U.S. distance runner, Shelby Woolahan. <laughs> she has, uh, <laughs> yeah, got back on the track, as you do when you sort of have a uh, suspension. You want to come back and get uh, back into some competitive running. Where do you, where do you uh, start the campaign again, mate? Yeah, yeah well, I um, believe Shelby's ineligible to compete um, for USA track and field and any world athletic sanctioned events until 2025. But um, the Beer Mile World Classic does not fall under their jurisdiction. So mm. Shelby was there with bells on. Um, <laughs> who knows what sort of training she's put in to, to prep for this event. I mean, a 543 miles, you know, it's, that's, that's not too shabby. Uh, but when you take into account she's, she's necked four beers um, <laughs> in the, in the meantime, and God knows how many burritos. Um, yeah, just to, to go and destroy the world record. I'm not sure what it, it was prior to um, to Shelby racing, but mm. yeah, look. Um, Controversial right? though, because she didn't actually wasn't allowed to compete in the championship section. No. So it might have been in sort of the recreational uh, mile. Recreational um, drug cheat section yeah Uh, (laughs) i don't know what section she was in but yeah not in the the main race because they've obviously got their um, very odd that they would invite her to come to the event and then say well we can't go in the championship anyway so (laughs) sitting on the fence a bit it's funny um on the socials last week in the lead up to gold coast i saw um a few sort of twitter ads come up for the enhanced Olympics, mate. Did you oh, see any of that? I have that, that has come across my desk. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that maybe is Shelby's uh, getting ready for that. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, very bizarre. Really, is bizarre. <laughs> I can't see that one taken off. <laughs> bizarre, bizarre might be the nicest way we can put it. Perhaps we could ask Mitch his thoughts on it, in a, and he could put it in a not so nice way. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah. So with this beer mile, mm. do we assume it was clean? Do we assume that the beer was actually beer? Well, I'd just be wanting to do a bit of testing just quietly, given her history. I believe that I led to believe that um, there aren't, there isn't any testing um, at the beer mile world champs. So yeah, look, she um, she could have literally and figuratively been juiced to the gills um, <laughs> for this one. <laughs> <laughs> for the beer miles. But, um, I talk about what yeah. athletes, you know, athletes go into the fridge. I don't know if you've heard about that saying. Or <laughs> talk about, um, I know in our training groups, um, in our training group, we may, may when performances come across, um, come up over, overnight and someone may suggest that someone's been in the fridge. <laughs> wow. And in this case, may have been in the fridge and had a few beers. Yeah, I'm seeing here, um, you know, reading a bit more here that Shelby, Shelby beat the world record by 20 seconds. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, I think that's normally if you beat a world record, you would get tested when you shatter it by 20 seconds. Mm. You know, and we're only talking a mile. <laughs> that's a big chunk. But um, these yeah, are all alleged. Well, we're obviously tongue in cheek before um, before Brady cops a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we stress alleged. Yeah, you know yeah. that when you say allegedly, but yeah, um, really, and this is it's all from paraphrase and content from Canadian running news. So just send any inquiries that way. Please, we're just reading it. <laughs> so, yeah, and yeah. for the record, um, Elizabeth Lassiter from Texas emerged as a champion um, overall. She ran 6.03, which that's actually the official, the now official world record um, without the asterisk next to it. So yeah. um, well done, Elizabeth. But um, yeah, according to beermile.com, for the beer mile, there are no specified regulations regarding testing mm. um, or the requirement for all participants to provide a clean test or be sober prior to the start of, um, of the event. So mm. um, yeah, but no, there is actually, you know, it's pretty decent high caliber athletes that, um, that head along to the world championships. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, well, you can, um, listeners can take that, that how they like and uh, do their own, <laughs> make their own judgments on whether this was a, uh, yeah, the Shelby's uh, towed the line here or been been to the burrito van beforehand. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> give us your thoughts. Give it, put, jump in the comments. Give us your thoughts. Let us know. <laughs> Maybe don't jump, don't jump in the comments and tag Shelby in. <laughs> yeah, no, don't. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Shelby's not going to listen to um, uh, better with Rory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, um, we did meet Rory up at the Lululemon Clubhouse and he did mention that he did enjoy world record chat because it got gets a little weird and it goes a bit <laughs> off the rails and, and this is probably exactly what he's referring to. <laughs> I think he is. And we did mention before we came on to do this segment that I wouldn't lose the plot. And um, it lasted three minutes. So yeah. um, I hope yeah, I hope that Rory has um, has got a giggle out of that while he's on the road um, driving for work. So yeah, and saying that, Chris, oh, we did get some fan mail. This we did. Very we did. rare for us. We always it is rare. The box every day and generally got empty. something. Yeah, <laughs> despite the odd stuff that we talk about and that we lose half the listeners by uh, by this part of the show, mm. we did get a lovely email from one of Karina's athletes, Chris mm. Yes, we did. So um, Alina Souls and Alina comes all the way from Seattle in America. Um, so we've gone global, yeah. not just um, with the podcast, mate, but obviously Runs PB and Karina's doing a magnificent job uh, with Alina. So Alina, and to be fair, most of, the email is thanking Karina for the exceptional yeah. job um, that she's done um, in helping Alina manage her injuries and um, push her when she needs to be pushed, but also holding her back when mm. she needs to be held back as well. Um, Alina's run a few PBs whilst Karina's been helping out, so both in the half and the marathon. Um, and she's absolutely loving um, just how patient and mindful she's been with us. So, um, yeah, I know when you pass that through just how proud you were um i guess the efforts that karina's put in with elena but you know you just love having that feedback come in from athletes um and just 
seeing and and hearing how much they're loving their own running as well. Yeah, and, and you know, obviously it's great to see this and read that, and it's you know a testament to our our coaches, and you know it, it does make us proud at, at Run to BB to to hear athletes enjoying their running and and the experience and and building, you know, it just it, getting better by you know getting some coaching and developing a relationship with their coach. And I experienced it a bit over the weekend, just a few people coming up and saying how much they were loving, you know, who they were being coached by in the run to BB. I met Portia also actually Karina's athlete at the Lulu lemon clubhouse. She was loving it. She had a good day in the 10 K. Uh, yeah. It was a number of athletes over the weekend. So it was cool. And that's, a, I guess these races provide an opportunity to, to get the feedback as yeah it's it's uh yeah it's really cool to to catch up with athletes and hear that no it is sensational and even like just at the end of elena's email she mentions that she loves being a part of the run to bb community even though um, all the way out in seattle and i love listening to the podcast episodes particularly got a laugh out of the recent gold coast episode where <laughs> you guys were talking about your lodging for the chicago marathon <laughs> And, um, yeah, she goes on to say she hopes you can come out to Australia for Melbourne or Gold Coast next year or the year after and get to meet more of the group in person. Ah, oh, that's, yeah. Thank you, Elena. That is uh, very lovely of you to send that through. And, yeah, absolutely. That would be so cool to, to have you out here in Australia and, uh, yeah, get out to one of our events. Well, especially after, like, Kira D'Amato ran so well in the, in the half marathon at Gold Coast as well, so. Yeah um yeah hopefully we can get elena out to to join the rest of the, the u.s crew over at either gold coast or melbourne yeah it'd be really cool okay all right mate it's been a big episode we're gonna mm -hmm. wrap it up there we've pumped our own tires up and up mate if we don't no one else is gonna so. <laughs> we'll just send we're gonna clip this and just send it on to brady yeah. <laughs> make sure he hears this i know he's um he's got a small podcast that he works on yeah, and no, he's time been chipping time. chipping away at it. I believe they um they had a small show there on the Sunday where um two or three or four hundred people may have gone along. Yeah. Um, just and look, in in all seriousness, um, it was actually really cool just to see. I mean, um, knowing Brady for the last ten years or so, and um, you know, being a mate, he goes out, he runs a two twenty marathon. Yeah. Um, which is phenomenal in its own right. Um, but here he is on the Friday, um, you know, being the, being the leader of a group and everyone just gravitates towards him. Mm. Um, like he's just, he's such a lovely guy. But yeah, everyone, um, he just, wherever he was, he's like the Pied Piper. Everyone wanted to have a chat and, and follow <laughs> oh, yeah. him around. Um, you know, to see um, he's really been embraced by the, by the Lululemon community, which mm. um, feels odd to say, but it's really cool. Um, yeah, like it was, it was really good seeing him up there, and then obviously the success that the podcast has had. Um, to have four hundred people go along to a live show um, is just, yeah, it was incredible. Like, it was funny. Um, Brady mentioned on the Friday when we were upstairs, um, just out in that lounge area, sort of inquiring, "Oh, is this where we're having the the podcast?" And you had to point out to him that, "Nah, mate, there's no way we fit everyone." It's <laughs> um, coming along where it's, we've got an auditorium. So yeah. Um, Did you but, see the footage of inside the 
auditorium. Yeah, I did. I yeah. just I couldn't believe the sheer amount of people that were there. It was just so good to see. And um, yeah, like it's good when you see one of your mates doing doing really well and he's killing it. So um, yeah, very, very happy for him. And it's it's nice to be able to sort of celebrate his success and, and see him do well. No, hundred percent. I mean, I was with him for a lot of the weekend and seeing just Yes, the guy was coaching. He had the podcast. He had a number of athletes going around. He was going around in the marathon himself, selfless with his time. He got stopped that many times, people asking for selfies, people wanting to chat to him. And he, for the whole weekend, he didn't. his demeanor didn't change. He didn't. He was open with people and their time. And I thought that was, like, not easy, like, People wanting PC all the time and you're also, you know, trying to get ready for a marathon, but you're also, you know, and he's, he's left his family at home. And, you know, so it was a, it was a big, big weekend for him. And yeah, seeing him prepare for that live show and, you know, getting up in front of 400 people and talking about running. It's, uh, I mean, he does it in front of, you know, tens of thousands on air and recorded, but to do it live, not easy and you know he's there in, in rare air with their podcast and uh mm. yeah he's done an amazing amazing effort you know i was sitting down there i was helping with obviously a lot of the back end stuff and organizing guests and he's you know at last minute we're getting ali pashley down because her flight had uh she missed her flight in the end so she came along and we're organizing and he just you know so good with all of them you know we, we were like it's pretty surreal what he's done with that podcast and we're going to have jess we had dinner with jess on the on the saturday no friday night and we were talking about her and said oh look you know can you jump on for a little bit of the podcast and she's like yeah yeah." and then turns that she's so lovely that she you know in the end we because brad couldn't come um within you know didn't even have to say the word. She said, oh, I'm happy to jump on and help you guys out and, and do the yeah. hosting role. Like, you know, for Commonwealth gold medalists to be able to just do that and be that accessible and have the relationships that Brady has with all the, the you know, athletes from the top end to just, you know, his own athletes. It's, um, yeah, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, no, it, it is. I mean, um, and also the, the success that his athletes had across mm. the weekend, both in the half and, and the marathon as well. Um, you know, he's a sort of person that he doesn't, the things that he does, he always wants to do them very well. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, absolute credit to him. It is. Oh, we'll definitely clip this bit, mate. Send it yeah. to him. He's going to have to, he might even get a five-star review from him on the, on the Apple uh, iTunes. That's all right. It probably, it could be a little bit of us just, well, yes, we're genuine, but we wanted to say some nice things just in case that we get in trouble for the beer mile stuff. <laughs> <laughs> awesome mate well we'll be back next week we will have uh we'll both be back on the horse getting ready for our next races so we will we'll have a new another guest yes lined up we'll have some more chats and yeah it'll be good mate take care and uh, enjoy the rest of the week you too thanks zaka yeah mate